0: Hey, this is Liz, and you're listening to the Southcac Syndicate Podcast. We're back.
1: Episode
0: six. Seven. Seven. Is it seven? Six. Episode five was NFT blockchain. Yes, yeah. That's right. Episode six. Knocking them out. We actually had feedback come through uh, Facebook Messenger. Sweet. We don't even have a Facebook. I know. I guess they found me. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Shane. Yeah. We appreciate it. Turn this mic down. This headset down just a hair.
1: Are
0: you two? I think so. Yeah, that's better. Perfect. I'll do the same thing. So we also encourage, if you do have feedback, we love all constructive criticism, good, bad, or indifferent. So hit us up at the email. Southcacpod at gmail.com. Or find us on Instagram at Southcacpod. Southcac Syndicate. Oh, yeah, that's right. Southcac Syndicate. You're yep. right. Southcac Syndicate with a Y. And yep. you can uh, message us through there as well. We actually had uh, a magazine hit us up. Where are we with that? They want to do a I got interview. another email
1: today. We're supposed to fill out something oh.
0: <laughs> we haven't filled out yet. So we'll have to get on it. will leave it to you. I know. That's all I, right. We'll get to it tomorrow. But that's pretty good. So uh, give us an update kind of mm-hmm. the people that have listened to the first five and watched us grow from the first one with Hugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of listener base do we have? We've got more than five people. More than five. Uh, I don't know. Across all
1: platforms, I think we're getting ready to break the thousand mark, maybe. Not people, listens. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm sure there's the same people listening to multiple yeah. shows. We got our Russian,
0: we got our Russia listener. Still on, on all. Well, I don't know, but we got one. And we brought that up on the like the episode negative one. It Ep- was Z-3. episode zero. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we ever po- did.
1: No, it wasn't. It was the advertising.
0: It might have been.
1: And we were talking about radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we were saying, you know, that's right. You got these big radio stations all, that cost all this money. I mean, you spend a couple hundred bucks, and we're gonna reach people <laughs> in Russia. And then <laughs> and the next
0: day, damn, we had somebody listen from Russia. Russia listener, if you're yeah. if you're listening, hit the email up. We'd love to send you that's a right. koozie something. or something yeah. from here. But so we've got
1: a pretty good listener base. It. Pretty good listener base in uh, Canada, okay, and the
0: U.S. would be, I guess, our two main, but. It's That's funny, we-, we thought South Carolina was going to be one of our biggest, like right here. And we do have some local friends. We've never promoted the podcast, it's 100% grassroots, which is really cool. Um, some of our our closest friends and, and outside friends are saying, Hey, didn't even know y'all were doing a podcast. Yeah. I ran across it. That's so the fun- and so told me about it, blah, blah, blah. That's so the funniest part. We appreciate all you guys that find value in what we have to say, and we love to hear some feedback from you. So please send us some emails. We'd love to read them live on the podcast. Yeah,
1: whatever. So today, today we're talking optimum, optimum business deals. What are we talking? We're talking uh, if you had a dream deal. What's, okay. Or what do we look for? Yeah, we want to go for what we look for. And then I think we want to talk about, you know, from the dream deal or business to the total opposite of the spectrum right because worst deal (laughs) yeah like what's the worst
0: deal ever I've got
1: one the worst deal is where you're trading time for money and you're not making that much money that's the worst deal period right and the best deal I guess would be the other side of that which would be um, almost no barrier to entry Mm. hardly any investment yeah and you have to do nothing in the business and it makes you money it's It's a scary scary deal
0: Why? You know, if you looked at it, if you had a a graph, an L graph, and it was risk on one side and reward on the other, I never want zero risk, high reward, because if it's too good to be true and you don't have to put in work, that's probably what you're going to get. It's either going to be a bad deal or somebody's got a horseshoe maybe. I don't know, but zero risk and high reward. Yeah. That's pretty pretty sketchy.
1: You're not going to have zero risk because even, I guess there's two ways to look at this. If you're buying a deal... You want to stay away from those because mm-hmm. something is a little fishy. If it's mm-hmm. that easy, and then there's no risk, like sure. something's funky. But if you create a business, and you, you know you create something that's so special that you're the only, you're a market of one, that kind of business could be that though, where there's very low risk. Right, I mean, there's some risk, obviously, in some investment mm-hmm. and getting going, and there's some time you're gonna have to yep. elbow grease. You're gonna have to put into that, but potentially, that you know, I, I think of like Facebook, you know, the Winklevoss boys, like when they created that, when they uh, had, yeah. when they had dude create Facebook, yeah. very low risk, and if it, they would have kept it, like it would have been theirs, and when stolen or whatever Completely. happened, it would have been the highest. You know, pay off the,
0: the. So does that make them have a bad business? I mean, they're Harvard guys, right? Yeah, Did they make a bad call.
1: Um, yeah, they just didn't structure it properly. No. you know, and dude took it. No experience. No experience. None whatsoever. Nope. And I mean, when you're talking to some guy that just is doing the coding for you, you know, your thought process is that they're not going to, you know, right. I like we've talked about in episodes past, yeah. ideas are worth nothing unless you execute. Unless you execute, the difference was. They had the idea. They didn't think that the guy that was going to build the code was going to execute the idea. Sure. They figured that he'd just build the
0: code and give it back to him. Mm-hmm. That's not what happened. No, contracts keep friendships, friendships, and business, business. Yeah. I mean, I've got – I'm doing a deal right now with a really good friend. We're putting a contract in place, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, one of my best friends, Adam. We don't do a deal without an operating agreement that says – Jared exactly. is this, Adam is this. There's no question after that, yeah. You know, and it just keeps friendships, friendships, and business, business.
1: Yeah, and it lets everybody know what what's expected to of the of the two partners. That's right. That being said, me and you have no operating contract on this deal, but that's <laughs> <all> right because <laughs> there's nothing. There's there's really nothing to be had at this
0: point. We've got Russia.
1: <laughs> yes. <we're good. laughs>
0: yeah. So that's about it. But uh, so yeah, that'd be a good subject today for what uh, what we look for. And there's there's multiple deals. There's real estate deals. Right. that that are brick and mortar. Um, there's that you're looking at cap rate and lease agreements and right. what it can do and equity and futures. There are um, currently running businesses that need a capital injection for a percentage, right? Uh, which is totally different than brick and mortar. Yeah. So uh, I guess deal is a is a broad term. So I guess to kind of bring it back for the listeners
1: and the and the viewers, what we're going to talk about is like a source of income. And that that is the deal. So that could be whether you're buying a business mm-hmm. and, you're, and there's a deal in that or you're buying a piece of real estate or if you're just like creating an app or creating a blog that you feel like you can make some money on. Sure. That's a deal. I mean, there is, it's not mm-hmm. a conventional deal, but there's some initial capital or some initial work that needs to be done in hopes that it's going to pay off down the road. Mm-hmm. That's technically the deal. So, you know, we can kind of go there, I guess. What do you? So when you when a deal comes your way, mm-hmm. what do you like? What's your first like three thoughts?
0: Um, which guy do I currently partner with fits it best? Because um, a lot of what I do now, if I'm not interested in the deal, I've built a network of guys that are. You just pass those on. I can pass it on for percentage. Um, I can pass it on on straight gratuity. Here, thank you. Right. You're welcome. Um, but if I'm interested in it, some people do not want partners in deals. they want to be the sole owner of the deal. yeah I got a great friend of mine he won't partner with anybody yeah I'm just I don't partner because of bad experiences or just he just that's just I think it's a, uh, I, I don't think it's a what well, no there was definitely one bad experience um, but for him it's more just control yeah you know I don't need to make a phone call to make a decision. That kind of thing. And it works for him. He's done yeah. very well. Uh, he will partner, but it's like, man, I really don't want to. See, and I, I would
1: think that it he would partner if he was investing in a jockey. Yeah, yeah. So, right? Yeah. So if there's somebody that's already an operator yeah. and he sees what they can do,
0: he's going to be all about, hey, let's partner. I'll just inject some capital. Yeah. I don't like partnering either. Um, and I've, I've partnered with two people uh, on deals, um, and I'll keep their names different – or. Won't even bring them up. One of, the, one of my partners, actually both my partners are numbers guys, right? Right. I see value in them because I don't come from a CPA background. Yeah. They understand everything way better on that end that I do. I bring in their weakness, which is boots on the ground. Yeah.
1: People. Let me ask you this. If you'd have never partnered with somebody – if you'd just been like a
0: solo guy yeah. your, whole, your whole life, you wouldn't know half of what you know right now. Not only that, I would not be near as successful as I am now. That's what I'm saying. I've made some people a lot of money. Yeah. And they have made me a lot of money. Yeah. Right? So I have no problem admitting to my partner, this isn't my strength. Yeah. This is your strength. Let's do it this way. Yep. They have no problem admitting to me, I'm not... You know, you are the strength in this area, yeah. so this is a good deal. Kind of goes back to- a good, Not a good deal, a good partnership. I mean, this is not like a partnership
1: uh, comment, but I get a lot of comment, like a lot of people hit me up wanting to, they ask me, how do you get in a certain business? And for me, most of the time, it's fabrication. They want to get sure. their own fab shop, whatever. How do you get into that business? And I always tell them, I tell them the same thing. I'm like, you need to go find somebody that does exactly what you want to do. If they're building race cars, go find them. If they're building, you know, custom car, whatever it is, go find the person that does exactly what you want to do. Make sure they're successful. And then go offer to basically work for free. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? For free? I'm like, yeah. yes. I'm like, the education that you're going to learn from doing that yeah, yeah, yeah. is going to be way more valuable yeah. than any money they could pay you. No question. Uh, and that kind of goes with the partner thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've had different businesses or doings with with folks that I've learned a ton from that yep. I would have never... If I learned it on my own, it would have took
0: me a long time. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. The the two guys that I partner with now have taught me more than uh, any college degree. If I would have went to school for four years, not only would I be in debt, yep. but I would have no real-life experience in it Yep, and blah, blah, blah. Before I started partnering, it was... I had made very expensive mistakes. I made enough bad business yeah. mistakes... To pay for my college. Yep. There's a saying. I wish I could remember it. In school,
1: something about like in school you can't cheat. In business, you steal the playbook or something along those lines. Sure. Where basically from afar I could watch somebody like you or somebody else and see what they're doing Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, I got the playbook. Mm -hmm. Now I need to execute the play. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. They're saying don't try to figure out the plays yourself. Don't create the plays yourself. Go find somebody that already is doing that, is Uh, successful at doing that. For sure. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And then steal the playbook. Absolutely. Or partner with them. Or partner with them. (laughs) Right. If if you bring value piece, there has to be value add. I've had a lot of people say, hey, will you take a look at this for me? Yeah, I'll look at it for you. Yeah. I'm not partnering with you. It's not really my wheelhouse, but I'll tell you what my thoughts are. And some of them are like, man, that's a you should definitely do that. Do you want in? No, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Not because I think it's a bad business deal. It's just not what I'm into right now. Yeah. Right. And the up. work for free thing is I guess not that.
1: But oh, the, sure. I guess the value that you are offering is like, hey, I'll sweep your floors for free. I just want to watch what you're doing.
0: It's the P. Diddy model. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what P. Diddy did. Yeah. Right. He literally started sweeping floors in a record studio. And watched watched and the operation. Yep. Watched what
1: happened. Uh-huh. How they got clients, how they did this, how they did that. Yeah. Yep. And the rest is history. Yep. Well, and he takes that playbook and then he turns it up a notch. He does the P. Diddy way,
0: whatever yeah. it is. If he'd have just stayed out of the music videos, Tupac might be alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Biggie. Yeah. And Biggie. <clears throat> but uh, I, don't, I don't think that partnering is a bad thing. Some people will have a totally different outcome. You just got to find the right partner or decision on that. You just got to partner right. And it is a yeah. marriage because it can go bad. Oh, yeah. Quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it can be successful quick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: when there's synergy in that,
0: two people can have the power of four. Yeah, you bet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And your Rolodex doubles. Yes. All right, and yep. your six degrees of separation goes to two, and
1: your cloud goes up. I'm telling you, and you got two people mm-hmm. that maybe are both pretty influential or whatever. That yeah. and, you know, it's like, oh man, they're both working together. Yeah, we need to you know we need to figure out what's going on over there. That's right. So I back- wish
0: I wish that we could get uh, at in here. As a guest. I know, right? And uh, he is, um, uh, he's still in Costa what's at the it, moment.
1: Does it, we need, but, can uh, we,
0: what's, do you have like a vice of,
1: of, um, what's his main vice that we could like <laughs> seduce him with?
0: <laughs> does he have one? He does. Oh. Uh, and probably, I don't know. We'll, uh, uh, we'll he'll, work on that. He'll be back in the States here uh, we'll, next week and I'll see if I can twist his arm or something because yeah. he, he would bring a lot of value to this as well. On this particular <clears throat> subject. Um,
1: so, I mean, you know, the thing is going back to that kind of conversation too, where you need to learn from people. You, that's, that's the fastest way to get, be successful is learn from yeah. others. That's why we started this.
0: Oh, so yeah. we can have
1: people sit in that seat right there yeah, and teach us things that we don't
0: already know. Not only that, let me read one of the comments. I'll read part of this. And it was, um, hey, thanks to episode five, I actually have a tiny bit of knowledge about NFT, blockchain, et cetera. Kyle's examples really helped. Like, yeah, that made the whole episode worth it yeah. right there. That's right. So, just to hear the feedback. Yeah, like, that's and, awesome.
1: You know, like we've talked about before, we don't really know what we're doing. I mean, we, I guess if you compare us to maybe the average Joe, mm-hmm. but we know a little bit about a lot of stuff. Sure. We don't know everything about
0: one thing. Mm-hmm.
1: you know and that's where we're constantly trying to figure things out trying to learn new things which is why we started this whole thing yep
0: one exactly. so we could bring a little bit of value to some people um, or a lot of value to others and we can watch we can watch ourselves grow in other deals like yeah. you know before we started recording I told you a deal we were working on today yeah you know so it's like if we can bring those up a year from now or a month from now after it closes yeah. and we can learn from that I, I would like to have
1: episodes. At some point, and, and, well, let me kind of finish my first thought. I would like to have episodes where we basically go start to finish on a deal. You know, something that could be talked about that would that would kind of fit, and not necessarily a real estate deal, but, like, any kind of business that we start, you know, start to finish. You know, maybe even the clothing company, maybe we do, mm-hmm. you know, start to finish on that thing. Like, how much capital it initially takes, how easy it is to make a sure. 100% hands-off online clothing company. Sure, You know, we could kind of go through that, start to finish. Maybe even some other deals or whatever down the road once Mm -hmm. some of these clothes or whatever. I think that'd be cool for listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, seen a lot of videos and the basics are usually talked about, but not like the nitty gritty, like, no, go here, do this. This is what you do. This is what you do next like, start to finish, I think, would be pretty cool. So anyway, back to what we were saying. What yeah. uh, what do you look for in, in a deal? A deal that you're going to be interested in, that kind of either you sure. you search it out. Sure. Uh, I know some deals yeah, yeah. in particular that you're working on right now that yeah, is something yeah. you've been, like, kind of looking for. Yeah, for a decade.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this one particular deal I'm working on right now. And if we can pull this off, I want to tell everybody about it. It's really exciting. Um, and I've been looking to get in this space for probably since 2010. Right. Um, and I'm really excited if we can if we can all come to an agreement. Make it happen. What I'm looking for in deals. So, uh, being in corporate for a while, uh, met a lot of people all across the country. You know, and so that network will never fail me from then till I die. Yeah. You know, some of us become really good friends, um, but there are pitches that come across my email and say hey don't know what you're doing these days take a look at this tell me what you think and i probably get one a month three three yeah. a quarter yeah and out of those one a month i can either say hey that's awesome good for you it's not my wheelhouse but go check with so and so yeah but if i if there's one that i'm really interested in i never make a decision without talking to somebody and we'll have Tommy on as a guest at some point. But yep. Tommy's like my a go-to. T- my go-to. Hey, what are your thoughts on this? And, um, and if it's not Tommy, it's a small circle that uh, yeah. I really pay attention to and value their input. Right, Adam, Brian in Louisiana, um, Grant. Yeah, like this small circle. I never make a decision by myself because I don't claim to be the smartest guy in the room. Either. Yeah,
1: well, it's always stuff you could be missing.
0: No, but what I do is I take the pitch deck. I go through it as if somebody else would go through it. And I get all the answers because I know these guys so well. Yeah. I know the first questions what they're going to ask. ask. Yeah. So that's my go to. And I've learned so much from all these guys. It's very important. And I, I keep saying this um, relationships are everything. Yeah. Everything. They'll always, always have my best interest in mind. Yeah. The, my tight circle will never let me make a bad decision right now. They may say it's a little risky. If you're willing to risk X amount of dollars, go for it. Yeah. One of Tommy's favorite sayings is I like the deal. I'm unsure of the deal. So if you're, if you've got a hundred grand to lose, go for it. That way it's zero risk to you. But if it hits, that's a home run. And I have to pay attention to that. He, Um, He puts it in real terms for you. Oh, there's, yeah. Well, all my circle does. You're effing crazy. Yeah. (laughs) but uh, Throw throw that in the trash. Yeah, but
1: just saying you're effing crazy is one thing, but it's like, oh, yeah, if you got a hundred grand to lose, go for it. Because that hits a little bit different. No doubt. Because. No doubt. The whole you're a little bit crazy thing could be, well, yeah.
0: Yeah, I am crazy. Yeah. We we don't get this far without being a little crazy.
1: We're going to take some risk. But then when you start putting it in dollar terms. That's right. And he puts it in like, yeah, if you're willing to lose it like okay let me think about this well that's what
0: that's what risk reward really is, is that right. we talked about earlier but i go ahead and take this well, i'll take pitch a i go through all the questions that i need i go through all the questions that i know and i already picked out in my head who i'm going to send this to right which guy fits the best right and so I'll, I'll pick this guy and say all right here's the deal tell me what i'm missing or give me your initial thoughts on it and sometimes it's like we need to explore this a little further yeah are you looking for a partner? Right. Well, yeah, actually, I am. Yeah. And you know, if they're
1: looking for, a, if they're asking if you're looking for a partner, you know that they it's a good, yeah, you know that they're think it's in. A good deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so, and, and uh, AT and I are in one right now, same thing. He's like, I like it. You know, let, let's keep exploring. So I've already done the legwork. And if I can't, but one of the things I look for, the main thing is what's the investment? What's the percentage for that investment? Yeah. And what, how, Fast, can I get my investment back yeah. in my pocket? So, what are your standards?
1: Like, do you have a set rule, or everything's different? I'd, I let's go. Let's just do real estate to kind of make it easy, and we and people can kind of extrapolate to every
0: business. But like, if you're say you're going to buy a building, I would be a bad example. I would be a bad person you to talk be to because example. I like uh, you buy shit that doesn't roll, Adam, ca- and then you make it roll. I make it roll. Yeah, Adam calls me the CEO. And it stands for chief equity officer, not chief cash flow officer, right? And so Adam's all about cash flow and O'Brien and most of my guys, actually all of my guys because they figured it out. Where I'm chief equity officer, I'll roll in there and buy a piece of real estate. I'll go in and rehab the building and I'll sit back for a minute. I'll rent it out, make a little bit of money, and then somebody will want that piece of real estate. Yeah. And that's when I cash in. Right. Banks hate it. My guys hate it. Yeah. I don't mind it, you know, because I know the equity will always win. Um, yeah, I so. think there's a saying out there that says, if it don't roll, say no. If it, no. If it don't
1: flow, say no. Yeah. If it don't flow, say no. Yeah, that's, Which is that's tough not, because, not where I live. Yeah, and that's a tough deal, too, because the thing is, if people, most investors in, say, real estate, if that property flows, or we can put on anything, a website, an app, if it flows, they know what the value of that is. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you're not going to really get a good deal. Yeah.
0: Right. And so I get the idea. If it doesn't flow, say no. On real estate, it's, it's, there's very simple equations. I mean, it is black and white. Yeah. This is what the cap rate is. This is what you need to pay for the building.
1: Yeah. I don't, well,
0: I don't live in that world.
1: One of the things I like to do, um, you know, and and for like those that are listening that aren't familiar with like what a cap rate is, it's basically how fast your capital is going to come back to you. There's a a formula to figure that out. Capitalization rate is what cap rate stands for. So one of the things I like to do that's super simple, especially in real estate, is they call it the 1% rule. It's not something I made up. So I've heard people talk about it. It works really well, though. Basically, you want that thing to be able
0: to, if I pay hundred grand for the real estate, it want, better rent for a thousand bucks. Yes, that's it. That's it. One percent. Yeah. It should rent. Now, this is not. That's not cap rate. It's not cap rate. You're
1: that's right, right because that's it's just not factoring. A, that's in, a rule of thumb. It's a rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. It's like what I, the first thing I look at because this thing is cap rate is determining. It determines it. Cap rate's based on if you paid one hundred percent cash for it.
0: It no. It it what well, yes. It is all dependent on mm-hmm. cash this is cap rate is not included no because you don't
1: cuz you don't know what the insurance all. is uh-huh. you don't know what the rate is you don't know what kind of loan rate you got right. there's all kinds of factors that's in right. there that could change with the cap rate yeah but the, the 1% rule won't always get you there but it's a good start in my opinion mm-hmm. if you pay 200 for it it be able it should be able it needs to be able to rent for 2000 a month mm-hmm.
0: that's, that's right. a
1: good base to go by that's right now you know if, whether you're borrowing the money what kind of interest rate you get what the taxes are, what the insurance is for that area, mm-hmm. all those things are going to factor into whether that investment's still a good investment. How much money you have to put into it.
0: Yeah, you know. But a so good, yeah. go ahead. The good rule of thumb would be one percent rule. I like that rule for normal people. That's right. Yeah. See, and if I'm very high risk, like I will jump off the cliff and figure out how to sail down. Yeah. Not just come to a dead stop. So for me, you got a, You got a beer delivered. What? Sweet, <laughs> Liz. Look at my that's awesome. Thank Thanks, Liz. Um, for me, it's buy the building, rehab the building. performance mean absolutely nothing to me. They're very important to a lot of people, and I would still yeah. say they're very important.
1: Like, Yeah, but my but, opinion, those are like, it's like a make-believe story they're trying to sell
0: you on. Look, and especially, I learned this from from Brian. He's like, look, man, I can make performance say whatever you want yeah. me to say. I'm a numbers guy. Yeah. I'm, and. Jared, me, I'm not a numbers guy, so yeah. I don't I do not do performance. So yeah. I'll buy a piece of real estate. I'll dump in whatever money into it that I need. I know. I, I'm still of the mindset, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. And Main Street Wahala is a perfect incubator, yeah, uh, uh, like laboratory to test. I get to play SimCity for real, yeah. buy real estate, rehab it, create the businesses that I want to see in town. And go from there. Get it. Get it rolling. So not a lot of people would do that. Yeah. Some of my tight circle said you're nuts. Well, 2015, and I see why they would say that. Mm-hmm.
1: And luckily, everything you've done has been successful. Sure. But if you had rolled a bunch of money into one of your properties, created the business that you've created, and then it was a dud, <laughs> so then you can't sell it's, it. Yeah. And you have all this money in it. Yeah. Then and we've seen that happen. And yeah, then you might look at so and so and be like, "Man, you're right," mm-hmm. but because that's never happened, you're like, "We have seen that happen here in town. Somebody do that."
0: Yeah, we don't get into that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a kind of a tricky game. You can't get over the over the tips of your skis. I mean, you have to if
0: you put. You got to feel comfortable in where yeah. you're in, and I never want to say. Man, take all your money out of the bank and go buy real estate because that's way you're going to do it and go and borrow money and rehab because you're going to be great and it's going to work out for you like it did me. I'm not saying that at all. So, like, I took a risk. Yeah. No question.
1: Okay. Let me ask you this then. Say there's somebody watching or listening and they want to get into real estate. Okay. They've never, never purchased a property, never rented, never signed a lease, you know, nothing. They've never done anything. They got a little bit of money. Where do you suggest, what do you suggest they do? Where do they go first?
0: Find an expert. (laughs) Um, It really depends. I can speak a lot more to the commercial side than I can the residential side. I I flipped one house and I hated it. And I'll tell you why. I made, I don't know, maybe 70 grand on the flip. Yeah. But it, it was just a job. You know, Hoot and Trey worked their asses off to get it done and No creative process in there it. There was nothing. It was a house and it needed this and this and it was like, blah. Commercial buildings have a soul yeah. to me, right? Well,
1: yeah, and I think you you they've like- got, They've got a history to it. And that and the fact that you like to create something mm-hmm. that is a like a business is like a person. Mm-hmm. Or
0: I don't know- Like clay. You get to shape it, mold it. Yes,
1: but you also get to see it operate. Mm-hmm. It's like a car. Mm-hmm. Whereas a house is like a- house is like a house. It just sits there. Yeah. How a, a business is like a car where you get to see yeah, it move.
0: Yeah. yeah. So what I, You get to take it for a test drive. The justification I, I put into in the house was I made a really amazing home for somebody to make a lot of memories in. Yeah. And that's it. But that didn't excite you as and much. It did not excite me as much.
1: Yeah. Because you don't get to see those memories being made.
0: That's right. You know, but in a business, you do. In most of the buildings in Wahala, they all have operating businesses in it. And my satisfaction comes from I did that, yeah. And I spend money there, and I support the businesses in there, and I did that, yeah. And that's cool. I move on to the next one, but uh, yeah, you get to see the payoff in more than just yeah. So the if, somebody, money side. if somebody wanted to get into real estate right now, I with interest rates where there are, elections coming up, you know, it. I would go back to what Tommy would tell me: if you've got hundred grand to lose, yeah, go for well, it. But
1: you'll never lose the hundred grand. Let's think about it like this, though, because to me, every market is there's there's you can win in every market, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion. You can figure out a way to win in every market. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we could even go back to the wholesaling side. But we won't, Te- Andy. <laughs> t- technically, you know, if you're really wanting to get into real estate, wholesaling wouldn't be a bad way to get your feet wet. You just got to make sure you got buyers yeah, for your
0: property. If you're willing to put in the work and you're willing to take the risk yeah. and keep your day job today. Yep. Right. You're going to have to. Um, I, I could be totally wrong because I'm not the expert in the room. I don't see brick and mortar, if you get it for the right number, a bad investment. Yeah. I don't see it.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. I don't you see mean, it. it yeah. Now,
0: you may have to sit on it for five years.
1: It may go down for a little while,
0: but I don't, I yeah. don't see it a bad investment. Yeah. I'm with you on that. You know, and, and so for this small town, people are like, oh, aren't you concerned with the people that are uh, on, on your current council? Yeah. You know, that make the decisions. Let me tell you what. From from 2015 to 2022, we didn't ask permission. Yeah. And it shows. We got way more done. Now, those days are gone. And now we're kind of getting into the bottleneck of, why can't I do that? So you'd want to pick the right town uh, where you're at. This is what, I'm with you, though. Real estate's always going to be,
1: it may take a while, but it's always going to be there. You look at, like, some of the big movers that are moving into this town. We were talking about one-
0: Earlier. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, right.
1: that building that he bought. That's right. I never... Banging. I never thought it would be sold.
0: Yeah. I looked at it. I walked in there and they'd somebody had come in there, ripped all the copper out of it. Purchase price never scares me. Upfit always does. Yeah. That's very important. That was a big upfit too. But... Purchase price never scares me.
1: Upfit When he, when he gets that thing done, it'll be a pretty... Millions. Yeah, it'll be a sweet building. Millions. Yeah. So, you see these big players coming into town. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a year ago, maybe... Somebody that was wanting to invest in this community would have been like, man, but it, I just don't see what's going to happen here. And then all That's of right. a sudden, boom. The ones that do get it come in here and buy yeah. everything up. And
0: then there were like, a few of us that started in 2015, <clears> and we didn't know each other at the time. Like I'd moved back from the Midwest, didn't know what I was going to do. So I was going to fly fish and paddleboard for like a year and just see what that was going to be your job, be a that pirate. Was it. You're going to
1: be a professional I'm pirate. A lake
0: house, and I'm just going to. That needs to be your tag, professional pirate. <laughs> pirate everything, man. Yeah. Sometimes you got to horse the black flag and slit some throats, you, but hey,
1: you got you got
0: he with a patriot. Yeah, you're a professional pirate. Yeah, sure. Um, so there were a few of us in 2015 that were just we came back home and yep. uh, we didn't know each other, and all of a sudden, one building got bought, another building got bought. I, I lost out on a building three days. Yeah, because I waited three days. It was on the market forever, and then a lady named Lana Justice came in and said, "I'll take that building," and we met. I was like, you stole that from me. She's yeah. like, I didn't see your name on it. Yeah. And then we just started buying up everything. And then we built a good, great relationship. Yeah. Right.
1: You and, leased from her for a while.
0: Uh, rented an office space yeah. from her at 224. She put the first coworker in Wahala. Yeah. I put the first Airbnbs in She Wahala. did a good job with that, too. The Airbnbs were her idea. Yeah. Did you know that? No. Uh, I, upstairs? Yeah. Yeah. About, no, I didn't know that. So we were at 224, and it became just a think tank for me and Lana, Holly was in the room. Uh, there was somebody else in another office. Yeah, it was and a great space, man, because... we just jam out and just throw ideas against the wall and yeah. walk up and down Main Street. Do you want to buy this? Yeah, let's buy that. you want to do this? Yeah, I'll buy that. You buy that. Okay. <laughs> so I was, she said, or I said, have y'all heard of this Airbnb thing? You know, think it'd work. And she's like, well, you got an upstairs. You're not doing anything with. Yeah. I was like, oh, the lofts. Yeah, she said, you should call it lofts over Main. I'm like, that's genius. Over the streets, under the sheets, she came up with the tack line.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, just genius, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, that's what we did, and it worked. Like I've not had a failure on Main Street yet. Yeah. Well, You're Arthur get- Brown Square was was a failure.
1: Nah, well,
0: yeah, yeah. My, we bought it. Adam and I bought it uh, three months later. Uh, hurricane or whatever hurricane Re- hit us, refilling all the way in, and it collapsed. Yep. So city ended up buying it. The thing
1: us, is, though, is if that wouldn't have happened, it would have still have been a win.
0: There's no question. Purchase prices in 2015 were pennies on yeah, the Yeah, you,
1: you didn't pay nothing. You had a whole block in town. Bought how the mean,
0: whole, yeah, bought the whole many, block. How many retail spaces were in there? I think uh, the cap rate was 29%. Was there, was there cap how many doors, rate, though? Four the cap doors? rate was 29%. Really? When we bought it. un. I called Adam. I was like, hey, I'm thinking about buying this piece of real estate. And he says, for how much? I told him. He goes, you want a business partner? He said, you want a partner? I'll do that deal. And I was like, sure. Now, this is where partners come in. Because it collapsed, Adam's already been through this before in his lifetime. So he went, I'm going to handle this. Because it collapsed, Adam took the insurance side and he worked with the insurance company to figure it all out. Had I not had that, you'd have been screwed. I'd have been. Banging my head against the wall, yeah. trying to learn it all myself. But it worked out. Um, but, yeah. That, uh, but if
1: it wouldn't have fell in, you had, what, those four, was there four retail places there? The there restaurant? Was, there was,
0: like, nine. With, including the back and stuff, which yeah, wasn't. some of it was storage, um, nine or ten, and there was a little apartment upstairs. Yeah. But oh, there uh, was an apartment upstairs.
1: hmm
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and a, a buddy of ours actually lived up there a decade ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to live up there.
1: So, funny story. So ba- back in the, at this time when he bought this place, it had a big um, shop space in the rear of this building. Mm-hmm. And At the time, I was looking for a shop for the Forms to work out of. He's like, man, I got a space over here. He's like, man, I'll lease it to you cheap. I was like, all right, I'm, I'll come check it out. So me and him went in there. We walked around, looked at it and everything. There was one thing inside this building. It was the top to his Jeep or something. Yeah. yeah. The next week. Yeah. The thing falls in, or maybe it was a month <laughs> later, or whatever. And I was thinking, shit, I'd have moved all my cars in there.
0: Yeah, insurance company paid me for my Jeep Top too. Did they? Yeah, yeah, it was worth. It was nothing. They were like, "Do you have evidence?" And I sent <laughs> like them a, a picture with a beam in the middle of my Jeep Top. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was good, but um, that's one in a in a million. Uh, so
1: you're you're kind of the oddball. Then you kind of when you look for deals, obviously they need to make sense for you, but you look for the thing that sparks spark some interest in what you can create out of that.
0: Yeah, on the real estate side, 100%. Yeah. You look for that chunk of clay that you're like, man, I can see this and that. Mm-hmm. And having a vision head is a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Because I can see what it looks like finished before we ever start. Now my checkbook sees something a little bit different. Yeah. yeah, you know? yeah. And now that Megan's in my life, it, it, we see Yeah. <laughs> it sees it a lot different. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got... But yeah, it... Um, yeah, and I think, I'm, I think I'm done on the real estate side. Yeah, I don't believe you. No, I think I'm done on the real estate side. Well, let's, uh, I think I'm, I'm going, leaning towards uh, the business side, you know, like buying I, a business or investing in a current business. Yeah. Um, I love to look for an operating business with key management in place. Yep. And then that way we just go in and streamline it a little bit better. Right. Now, uh, some of my guys, they want 51% of the business or they're not getting in. They don't want to put in operating capital for a capital injection and ha- not have control of how that money's
1: Yeah, made. well, because they want to grow it, and they can't grow it if they don't have control. That's right. Yeah. So let's uh, let's do this. Let's take a little break, pay some bills. Yeah, you bet. And uh, I'll tell you what
0: my, my dream Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Stay tuned. Are you looking for the perfect vacation spot for your next adventure? Whether it's hiking beautiful waterfalls, mountain biking Stump House Park, wake surfing on Lake Kiwi, or jamming at your favorite concert. Megan Ketterman with Oconee Hospitality has beautiful homes available for short-term rental in Oconee County, South Carolina. Contact Megan today to book your next vacation stay at www.oconeehospitality.com. Are you looking to make Lake Kiwi your destination? Work with local licensed expert Rhea Land-Smith, your certified resort and second home specialist at Lake Kiwi Real Estate. Servicing buyers and sellers since 2013, Ria is your local expert helping you navigate the real estate waters of Kiowa. Let Ria make your life a vacation. Call 864-710-9547 and remember, Land is her middle name. Okay, we're back. Thank you for staying tuned for the South CAC Syndicate podcast. Hope yep. you're enjoying the content for this episode number 6. Six it hit is. us up on the email at southcacpod at gmail.com. All right, so we're talking uh, business and what we're looking for. So I've dream. done a lot of the talking here. So, Kyle, why don't you uh, dream deals? So, give I have an
1: idea of where you're at. Me and Jared, we see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. Um, I'm, I like the creation side too. I'm not risky enough to do that, I don't think. I would just assume buy something that's already rolling mm-hmm. or something I just need to put a little bit of lipstick on to get it rolling. Right. Uh, I would I, I would enjoy what you do if I had the time to to put in that, right? Because you kind of made that your full-time gig for a while. For a minute. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you, you were hanging out, you know, running crew, making sure it's done the way you want. Yeah, with no experience. <laughs> <laughs> but you could at least be on site and working with those folks. Yeah, but I had a good team, Hooch. And you did have Trey, a good
0: team. Uh, I'd be, everything we created in Wahala was done with Hooch. Yeah. Like, so... Key so, people are important.
1: Right, right. So I think for me, you know, we kind of see the same as far as real estate goes. I haven't, I don't do what you do. I'd rather have something that's rolling, so I don't have to be spending a bunch of time there sure. or money. Um, it interests me to be able to do that, but obviously I haven't done that yet. But I think what I like, and when we talk like perfect deals, I really like anything that you're not trading time for money. And we've talked about this before with like mm-hmm. the YouTube channel, uh, really any kind of technology you could almost do this with, you know, a blog can can be a, a very low time for for a big money payoff type of deal. You know, you, you put a couple hundred bucks in begin, you create a nice, you a nice website, you create some content, you spend an hour a day making a post. You can actually make a pretty good living, you know, just through that. If it's the right content and you're and you know what you're doing, you're doing the, you know, you're doing it the right way. Nowadays, it's so easy to make money through Amazon affiliates and, and that sort of thing that it's like, it's almost, it's crazy, really.
0: Only fans, man. Yeah. I mean, pictures of feet. Take pictures of feet and make 20 grand a week. We're trying to figure out business so hard, and there's a girl selling farts in a jar for 500 bucks. I know, right? Like, what yeah. is wrong I, with this world? Oh, shit. i seen this
1: thing, and I don't want to get off what topic too wrong? much. i seen this girl. She's a YouTuber. I can't even think of her name because- Anyway, she's apparently some big YouTuber overseas or something. And she would spit in a jar and sell them. And maybe she'd just send it to somebody. Anyway, yeah, there's so much going on. I mean, the ASMR stuff that we had talked about, which is we don't want to get into that, but not yeah, at all. No. So anyway, <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, back to like regular, like you could literally create a YouTube channel. You can create a blog. You need something of value you got to mm-hmm. you have to post content that has value to it. People are going to want to they're going to have to want to consume that. Mm-hmm. You can monetize that so easy today. I mean, I remember back years ago with the forums and all that stuff, it was so hard to monetize
0: that. Nowadays it's super easy. You just got to have the traffic. Well, because there's videos that teach you how to do that. When you well, started, there wasn't there wasn't there instruct- wasn't any of them platforms
1: though. So the most valuable platform right now to help monetize any kind of following would be uh Amazon, hands down. Mm. So used to what happened is if you had a website that had a good amount of traffic, you'd put Google ads on there. There were little ads on the side of the page mm-hmm. that everybody hates hates fooling with. And so it's kind of a catch-22. It's like, man, I do I want to try to make a little money, but I don't want to piss everybody off that comes here. Sure. And you would make literally sense if they clicked on that, it, you know, on that little ad or whatever, and nobody clicked on them. Nobody wanted to see that stuff. And you didn't have – you couldn't determine what ad was showing. Mm-hmm. And so like you're on, a, you know, you're on a website looking at paddle boards and then they're showing you ads for like a tiller. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's like it doesn't even match. Yeah. Well, what Amazon did what was beautiful was they started an affiliate program and you can basically offer up any product you want on the site. And then what they did is they said, hey, we're not going to pay you if, ju- if they buy just this item that you offer to them. What we're going to do is if they click this, if you just bring them to our site,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: we'll give you a a commission on everything they buy for the next 24 Mm -hmm. hours. And so I tell these people, I tell these people all the time, I'm like, what happens with me on the YouTube channel is I'll get the clicks. Dude goes and looks at the tool that I recommended or whatever. He doesn't buy it though. But 10 hours later, his wife comes through and buys all kinds of shit. And guess what? Doppers and pliers. I get a chunk of that. That's crazy. You know? Crazy. Yes. And so I can actually go through and look, see what's sold. And it'll blow your mind. It is like toilet paper, diapers, yeah. whatever. It's all kinds of stuff. Oh, so don't
0: look at my Amazon purchases. Yeah. I think Amazon messed up when they gave you the ability to look at what you bought 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, <laughs> go back. You can tell exactly what stage in life you were in. Mm-hmm. Or from me, I can tell you exactly what was going on in my life by my Amazon purchases. Like a bottle opener. Like one time I bought a case of Red Bull and a Husqvarna chainsaw. Same time. At the same time. Yeah. I guess I thought I'd need the Red Bull to get all the work to done. Get the Husqvarna. Yeah. And then me and Wes uh, were in my kitchen in the Midwest, and we spilled a beer. And Wes said, man, they make one of these rags that you just put over, and it Slip stops it, it up. up. Yeah. And I'm like, well, i order one. And so we left the beer on the floor. Until you got the until rag. Until we got the rag. By the time the rag came, the beer was dried up. up. Yeah. And then I needed a mop. <laughs> like, so, it's the stupidest yeah. stuff. Never drinking prime. Oh, yeah, yeah, ever. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, so anyway, that, that's a prime example of why mm-hmm. it's so easy to monetize things now mm-hmm. because you could just be, the same night, y'all could have been watching something. That's right. Oh, man, that's cool.
0: Oh, it's a sham wow. I'm going buy exactly one. That's exactly what yeah. we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a
1: sham wow. Well, I'm going buy one on Amazon. <laughs> Click. So it's never been easier. You just have to create the content that people want to consume and then you know offer these products up and, ha- and, and the, the beauty of it is they actually are the products that you're talking about. They're not, they're not, you know, a tiller on a paddle boarding site. That's right. You know, so, you know, those kind of businesses really excite me. Um, you know, whether you buy them, already done, making money, rolling, you know, I was telling you about Flippa, mm-hmm. which is a site where you can go on, you can literally buy these websites that are already established, already have 600 pages worth of content out there floating around. Google's already recognizing them. They're searching high. They're usually around um, certain industries. And then they make money either through AdWords or Amazon affiliate or some some form of, something you don't have to put your hands on. You're not waiting on somebody to order a t-shirt or a hat and then have to put it in a box and ship it out. Like All you need them to do is come to the site, read the content, and then click the link. And you're done, that's it. you do not fool with it, you can go on vacation. You know, you don't have to actually be anywhere. You don't have to have any employees. Uh, those, those, to me, are the most powerful businesses now. It's hard to scale those businesses, though. It's hard to make big money. What's your risk? Very low risk. So you're talking about, if, if you're going to go from the beginning, fire up a website like that, you're talking maybe a $150 commitment or something. That's domain name. And a lot of time hosting for two years. It is a lot lot of of time. time. So there's a lot of work involved Mm -hmm. and you got to have, you know, you got to kind of know what you're doing because you don't, you want it to look super professional. Mm -hmm. Uh, You want the SEO to be right. You could farm some of that stuff out, but you know, we're talking 500 bucks, Mm
0: -hmm. you know, but a lot of time,
1: a lot of time. Like I said, you could farm some of it out initially to get you kind of going, which is cost. Which is cost, you're right. But I mean, we're talking, so like go back to like the, the real estate thing. For somebody that's like a young person wanting to get in real estate or just wanting to find something to do, right? Um, they're going to make some kind of investment no matter what. Sure. I mean, if you had a pressure washing business, you're going to make a 250 to $300 <clears throat> investment just in a pressure washer. And now you're trading time for money because mm-hmm. you're not going to make a dollar unless you're pressure washing a house mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So it's kind of the same thing. Take that same five, six hundred bucks and invest it in something that's going to potentially pay you back for years. Right? It'd be kind of like if you went to pressure wash somebody's house and you say, I'll pressure wash your house if you pay me five dollars
0: every year from now till I'm 55 or whatever. That works on the manual side. The pressure washer example totally works. I don't want to mislead anybody by saying you can buy a tech company or you can start your own tech company for five hundred bucks and be fine. Yeah, it's all because of it's work. It's not only going to be work. On the tech side, everybody's teching right now. Yeah. I'm worried about where our work uh, base is going to come from after people graduate because everybody wants to be a YouTuber or an influencer. you right. Right? You're right. So I don't want to mislead anybody. If you're not willing to put in work...
1: It's all going to take work, but the way I look at it is would you rather put in a ton of work and only get paid once for that work or would you rather put in a ton of work and potentially get paid forever on that work? Mm-hmm. And if you can like see the difference in that, Mm -hmm. that's a powerful thing. It is. Real estate's one of those. You're putting in, you know, if you're putting in $200,000 in capital to buy a building to rehab, whatever, the amount of work it took you to earn that money is technically the work that you're putting in that building. Mm -hmm. But, if everything's right, that building should make you money from now until you decide to sell it, which could be your entire life. Mm -hmm. And then when you sell it, you're going to sell it for more than what you paid for it. Most likely. What's your dream business?
0: Oh, man. Um, If you could have one business that you wanted, or is your business owning a lot of tech companies or owning a lot of real estate, or is it one business? I really like the idea of real estate. I don't know that that would be like
1: my dream business. I think it's what I see as the most... um, has the most potential mm-hmm. long-term. I mean, my dream business would be a, a job that I could do from anywhere in the world mm-hmm. with very little stuff. Right. Um, you know, I'd love to travel, you know me and The wife just take off in a converted bus or something. I mean, not, you know, or mm-hmm. a nice motor home, whatever it is, or even fly overseas or wherever, you know, down to the Caribbean.
0: Yeah.
1: And all I do is take my
0: laptop. Yeah. 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 And every day I log
1: in, yep. I make a post. Yep. I'm with it. you. I'm with you. And then everything else on the back end happens by itself. Mm-hmm. The 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 money's automatically sent to my account. All that stuff happens already. That would be the ultimate. Well, of course it would. Yeah. So that's. But what's the business? It could be, I mean, anything. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind would be like a, some sort of blog or you know, something where you're just basically. Are you a late. Newsletter. Are you late to the party on that one? No, because there's so much. There's, <sighs> there's so, so m- many out that you're almost lost. You're lost if you not. You're if you don't. If you can't bring value to somebody, like if you're just repeating what everybody else is saying, then yes, sure. And that's the tough part. It's not an easy thing, right? Mm-mm. There's a lot of people. Now, I say
0: that while we're doing a podcast, when there's already 60 billion podcasts right. out there already, right.
1: exactly but, talking about yeah. the same thing we're talking
0: about. Yeah, 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 you know, for us, it's it was less about
1: spreading the information versus us getting the information. That's right. Um, and then if you know, even though we're not going to try to reach everybody, if we can just reach some people and help in some form or fashion, then we did our job, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, technically, I could sit down and we and I could. I'm not a very good writer, but I could sit down in, in a blog and basically write the same stuff we talk about. Mm-hmm. And somebody's going to, hopefully, somebody's going to read those. Let's talk about that for a minute. Okay, I'm
0: going to I'm going to throw you back to probably 2011. Okay, Kyle started a blog called Beer Botox and Bling. Yeah, do you remember this? I do. Triple B, still got it. Beer Botox and Bling. <laughs> yep. So tell me about the, why you started that. I guess you, you start you started because of exactly what you're talking about, right? Kind of. Now this was kind of pre-influencer day. 2011, Instagram was there, but it wasn't like ah, uh, this is before Instagram. This was probably
1: before 2011, was it? I think so. But yeah, I mean, it was just so the idea behind that was. Well, there's kind of a story behind it. I actually created it for my wife at the time. There you go. And it was going to be more of like girl stuff, Mm -hmm. cocktails and, you know, whatever the hottest thing was that you think about a modern day, uh, Instagram or TikTok influencer Mm -hmm. and what they're putting on video today, I'm making this cucumber, melon, melon drink. Yeah. And Mm. so it was that just in blog form because that was what was cool then like we didn't have those influencers doing that all they did really is take that business model and move it to a video which is a lot easier to do sure so that's what it was initially and then um i'm going through a divorce and so i kept it and i turned it into like more of a man's (laughs) thing
0: is it still out there I still have a. Is there an Instagram? page I think there's an Instagram page for it. I'm gonna look it up while we're live. I know. I know for a fact there's a Facebook page for it. And keep talking about uh, some of the content and what that was at the time.
1: Yeah. So I mean, and so then basically what I turned into was
0: all those dream
1: things that you'd want to do if you wanted like those dream vacation settings, you know, perched up on a hill, look overlooking the ocean. Uh, sitting in a hot tub on your back deck like it was those kind of pictures that i was like sourcing or um and I honestly i didn't put that much time into it and the fact that it's still sitting out there is kind of funny
0: so i see bling and botox as a website and now there's 25 of our friends that already like this page but that's not the one
1: let me show it to me let me
0: see yeah, that's it. Oh, that is it. Yeah. So it's under bling. I must have changed the name. Bling and Botox. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's a nice jet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So it was all about the finer things in life. Oh yeah. Good post. Your last post was October second, twenty twenty. Yes. And that yeah. was. And I. And if you look, I probably went through a
1: string of like ten posts, and then
0: October first, twenty twenty.
1: And then it goes back. Like September thirtieth, it's like two thousand fifteen or something before
0: that. Yeah. Oh, this is good. So, check it out. So, well, Lincoln don't Botan. check, don't don't <laughs> even worry about checking it out. So, initially, that started it's off a, as it's a dead, it's a dead deal. Yeah, it's a dead deal.
1: I don't have time for it. I, I kind of hang on to it because at, you know at some point maybe sure. you know it'd be, it would be awesome is if I had say fifteen of those sites right. Sure. And then you have you basically have people. They work for you that produce those and they can live on their own terms as well and it's easy to kind of manage those folks because you can just go on there and look and say yeah, "Yeah, you didn't make any content today or you didn't do whatever mm-hmm. right um, my wife is a stay at home mom so I would love for her to kind of find something that she's interested in S- you know similar to that we've talked about actually she loves to watch shows on Netflix and I'm like we should just start a blog where you just review shows because yeah. she'll just binge watch yeah yeah People would love that. What is she into now on Netflix? Um, she's watching some I don't even know if it's Netflix, it might be like HBO or
0: something. She's watching some kind of vampire. Oh god. I know. Okay, Heather, we need to talk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. She I barely catch yeah. it, you know. When
0: I get in the bed, it's time to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. So I got a Netflix account and it's just like, why? Why did I yeah. do this? And I got into breaking bad. I'm way late to the party for breaking bad. Uh, but I'm in the middle of it right now. It's it's man. pretty good. I it, my problem with TV shows. Is I don't have enough time to watch them. Well, the problem I have with TV shows is I'll binge watch, and it's it kills my night or two, or three o'clock in the morning yeah, it's still watching. Like, oh shit! I do that too. It's like I, I got to watch another.
1: No. I got to watch another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so anyway, that's that's kind of you know, and obviously, what attracts me when it comes to deals is is may not be the most <clears throat> likely to happen. Sure. But it's the ones that are very low barrier to entry. Um, I guess when you look at like risk return, like I want to take, I always want to take the minimal amount of risk with the most return. And that's, those are unicorns. Of course. Right. They're unicorns. And so, but that's kind of stuff I'm attracted to. I will tell you that YouTube taught me a very, very, very valuable lesson in the fact that I don't, I don't have any interest in doing anything where I'm trading time for money <clears throat> unless that time is traded for exponential return, potential exponential returns. Mm-hmm. Right. I got some stuff I'm doing right now in the shop for a guy and it's like, you know, I'm gonna grind and weld for an hour and then he's going to pay me for an hour. After that's done, it's done. I don't necessarily want to do that kind of stuff. That's right. You know, I want to look for those that are going to pay me long term. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, real estate's kind of one of those. I mean, you, you have to deal with tenants. You have to deal with certain things. But yeah. for the most part, it's kind of hands-off. The problem with that, though, is like if I was in Cancun for six months and something happened, unless I had some boots on the ground, I'd mm-hmm. have to, you know. How old were you when you started your YouTube stuff? Um, I was, I guess, 30, 30s, 30, 30, early 30s. Yeah. I was like 32, yeah. Which I was old. I was old. I was late to the game. First of all, <laughs> if honestly, if I'd have been ten years younger, I, I would have smashed
0: it. Well, you're crushing it pretty mm, heavy right now. Mm, yeah, yeah. Not in, com- in comparison. To- not not compared to what? Not compared to global, right? But compared no, to
1: but I look local. At, I look at a lot of these. Oh, maybe local, but that's not saying much. I look at like these creators that are on on there that are doing similar to stuff to what I've done in the past. Um and are smashing it mm-hmm. dude they're making you know bank tens 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 yeah. of millions of dollars yearly in ad revenue just on YouTube and that doesn't count brand deals and clothing sales and
0: all the other stuff they're doing you know sure. so a couple podcasts ago we brushed very briefly on um twenty three that's kind of why I asked you how old you were when you started YouTube and Lindley asked uh, can y'all a little bit more if about I was
1: 23, what would I do?
0: Like, here we are now. But if if we knew now, yeah, what we if we were 23 and knew what we knew now, <clears throat> would we have done anything different?
1: Absolutely. And you know, the thing is, I was trying at 23, you know, I was trying to come up with something. You know, I think I probably wasn't much older than 23 when I created the original forums, so I was trying stuff. The problem that I had back then, though, is I didn't, um. You know, I wanted a business that sold stuff. And so I wasn't looking for that, you know, that early early work for for long-term returns. Mm-hmm. I was still trading time for money. It was just I was going to have to make the product that I was going to trade for the money. I didn't really get the whole idea of, I didn't even know you could do that at the time, I don't guess. Um, Had no idea about real estate. I mean, I, I got that people own those things and they rented it, but, you know, all you ever heard was, Know, people tenants are bad. You're replacing toilets. You know you mm-hmm. hear all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of trying to like figure my way out and create things, businesses and whatever. But they all had to do with me working all the time in order for that to happen. And I think that's where I failed. I mean the 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 forums themselves was probably the first venture I did where yeah. uh, I could create that baby and let it flow, and then it could grow on its own. It could work when I it wasn't able to work. It could do all those things. I just couldn't figure out how to monetize it properly.
0: What would you have done different at 23?
1: Um, well, I mean, if I didn't know any better, I probably wouldn't have done anything different, but if I knew then what I know now, I would just look for those things that wasn't going to,
0: that had the potential to grow without me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense to me. Dumb, uh, take it down a notch and reword it? Um, I would look for those things that that you could, you know, and
1: and everybody's familiar with tech now. Back then, nobody was, I mean, this is back, when I was 23, there was no
0: Facebook. That's right. So, there was no big tech, really. Yeah, kids, in a land before iPhones did yeah. exist. <laughs> there was no such thing as an iPhone. Yeah. You know,
1: we had a phone that you flip out, you could talk to, you could talk we went about went to that bounty
0: land to find out what was going on the, for the weekend, you
1: know. Yeah, there was, yeah. listen, youngsters, there were still pay phones. Yeah, that's right. You could pull over, put some quarters in a phone, and call somebody. That's right. So, at the time, there w- the, because this is going to sound silly, when you say, oh, yeah, create something like an app or a website or mm-hmm. some kind of technology or you could create, you know, we, it could be a car wash. It could be an ice machine. It could be any kind of investment.
0: Reoccurring
1: revenue. Yes, it could be any kind of investment that it does the work for you, and you just occasionally have to go kind of check on that thing, make sure everything's working like it's supposed to, right? Mm-hmm. It could be anything like that. But those are the things that I would look for. At 23, I, I, knowing what I know now, at 23 I've probably been stacking cash mm-hmm. to make a large purchase like that. I'd have tried to buy a car wash. I'd have tried to buy some ice machines. I'd have tried to buy something that I didn't have to be there every day. I didn't have to pay for employees. Where were you working at 23? Um. Were you at Forklift?
0: Probably so. I was a forklift mechanic, I think. Would you have tried to buy into the company you were working at? Um,
1: I mean, if there were different owners, you mean? Because the, the owners that were there, I would have had no interest in Trying sure. to, you know, understood, but but yeah, I mean, you know, I could see the value in the fact that they were they were
0: making a lot more money than I was, yeah,
1: and that they were making money on me.
0: The, that's that's the key, yeah. Right. So I was probably an entrepreneur at twenty three, <laughs> but it, well, it it didn't pan out the way I needed it to.
1: Yeah. Well, let's go back to to what I was talking about too. When I say trading time for money, you can trade somebody else's time for money. That's okay. Not your own. Not your own. And so like my early businesses in, and you know, when I was 23, 24, 25 years old, I was the only guy doing it. And I didn't think about, Hey, why don't I teach somebody how to do this? And then I can still run this business. I'm just not having to work, do all the, the labor. There's still going to be some stuff involved, but you know, just because I say don't trade time for me, doesn't mean it has to be some kind of technology, like an app or a website. That's right. It could be a hardcore business. You could have a grass cutting or tree cutting business. Just trade somebody else's time for money. That's right. Right? Pay them $20 an hour and you charge... Sub it out. You charge the car, customer $40 an hour. Sure. Um, so I would, I would say find what fits you. I, I'll give you another, another idea too. Find what fits you, of course. You know, we talked about that with you. Like, you know, if you're not doing what you love, you, it's not going to last. Hate it. It's going to be tough. I know a guy, um, this has been years ago, but he had a business... That basically all he did was um, acquire roofing jobs. And the, the guy didn't even own a roofing company. <laughs> he would acquire roofing jobs in this subcontract amount. Genius. He was a sales guy. That's all he did. He, did, he couldn't tell you how to run a, a string of shingles if, he, if his life depended on Well, I say that. I don't know. He may have more education than I know, but sure. he didn't have to worry about it because he didn't do that. He was trading somebody else's time for money. He'd go sell the job. He already knew what his his guys that he would subcontract it to were going to charge him mm-hmm. by the square. So he would do the little bit of sales it took. He'd go out, sell the roof at his price, flip it to these guys at their price. They were happy because they didn't have to acquire business. He's sending it all mm-hmm. to them. He's he's not having to do anything. He's driving around in his truck and selling jobs. And So, I mean, that kind of goes back to it. doesn't have to be an app, a website, or whatever. Just figure out something where you're not necessarily trading try your time for money. Now, the thing is, though, he's still having to sell the job, and he's only getting paid once for it. If you can figure out how to sell the job and get paid over and over and over and over forever, that's even a better deal.
0: Well, good. This was a... Uh... This was, a, this was a fun one. I love the fun ones. Yeah. They've all been fun. We're only six in, so.
1: So what was your, if you're 23, what was, what was, did you say? You no, kind of said, you?
0: I think, we'll, I think we'll pick that one on the, next, on the next episode. I think that's a good thing. I think we should ask every guest. If they were 23, what would they do
1: different? Yep. Knowing what you know now, because yeah. you have to kind of throw that in there. I, I can go ahead and do this,
0: because okay. mine is very simple. I okay. wouldn't have done anything different. You'd experience the same things you did. Yeah. The learning lessons. Absolutely. There's no question. I wouldn't be sitting, we wouldn't be having this podcast if I didn't make major life mistakes. Yeah, yeah. I agree you with know, that. You know, being in the import-export business at 23 was not a wise decision. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. so, um, at 23. So, it's... Yeah. it's um.
1: Well, I mean, you know, everything I described in my 23-year-old journey were the things that I learned. They, You know, and they were hard lessons. Somebody could have told me what to do when I was 23 and I wouldn't have done it.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. Stop. You, you know, it's funny. I tell my mom this all the time. The older she gets, the smarter she gets. She yeah. was telling me the same stuff. Stop. Her lines have never changed. Now you just listen. Now it just makes sense. Yeah. And I do listen. So it's- I guess that's the one thing I
1: wish I would have done when I was 23.
0: Listen. Mm-hmm. Listen and learn. Yeah. You know? All I'll right, go man. Down. Good one. This was a good one. Thanks, brother. Yep. Thank you guys. And uh, next week, a whole nother new episode. It's going to be a really good one with somebody really exciting. We hope so, at least. Absolutely. All right, guys. Y'all have fun. Somebody come get...